0: Christmas 2021. You are listening to the Age of Plastic podcast. This is an environmental podcast that delves into pretty much. Every environmental issue that we can think of through the gateway of plastic, because everything, when it comes to the climate and the planet, really is interconnected. My name's Andrea Fox. I'm a broadcaster and the host of this podcast. Just someone who was feeling some eco anxiety, who decided to use my broadcasting skills to try and do my bit for the climate. We've spoken to some amazing guests this series. This is a little roundup, a little taster. If you haven't caught every single episode, of just some of the people that we've spoken to now. You may be listening to this on a mobile phone device currently. I've seen the stats. That's how most of you listen. Maybe you've got a Peeler phone case. We spoke to Jeremy Langer from Peeler about how they're moving from phone cases to tackling food waste.
1: To get to a billion pounds, that's our goal, a billion pounds of waste a year eliminated. That's a lot of phone cases. <laughs> That's like every phone case in the world, right? So we realize we need to partner and find other, other means and other ways of getting at that goal. And food waste is one of the most wasteful things. It's, you know, 8% of all greenhouse gas emissions come from food waste rotting in the landfill. So when you talk about that banana peel, nature has it figured out. It should go back by the, we eat the banana and the peel goes back into the ground and that helps feed the tree. So it grows more bananas and completes the cycle. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help it make it as easy as possible for instead of you scraping your plate and it's going in the garbage and going to the landfill, it goes into Lomi. Lomi turns it into soil. And also for the compostable plastics, like Lomi approved ones, it breaks them down and you can put them in your soil or in your compost. Or if it happens to go to landfill, at least you're sending less material to landfill. So you're eliminating trucks on the road, you're saving money, saving energy. So all of that. It all gets back to waste. We even push it so far as, are we wasting time in this meeting? Are we wasting energy? Like, it's such a really neat metric when you think about waste.
0: Now, plastic links to the production of our food as well. So much plastic is used in growing it. So much plastic is used in packaging it. And we discussed that with John Rosser from Weaver's
2: Way. The single-use plastic involved, it is incredibly environmentally problematic. I do think that perhaps we as consumers need to say in January, I'm not making the blueberry pie. We
0: spoke to uh, Professor Jacqueline McGlade, who was very sweet. Just call me Jackie. From Kenya, she is an UNEP, which is a UN environmental programme expert, about their efforts to get from plastic pollution to plastic solutions. The idea that the oceans are filling up with plastic. And we call it marine litter and plastic as if it somehow came from the marine environment. But of course, it doesn't. It all comes from the land. And really, now we're putting this focus on what is the damage that it's going to be doing and is doing. And unfortunately, will be continuing to do for decades to come because it doesn't actually disappear. But how could we then look to the shore, go up? onto the land and say we have to actually curtail not just the pouring of waste into the ocean, but also our use of plastics, which are what I would call the unnecessary plastics, the toxic plastics, of which there are, I'm afraid, millions of tonnes every day, every year being produced. Now, the title of this podcast is The Age of Plastic. It's not the Plastic Haters podcast. And some people do kind of assume then I'm a bit on the fence. I will say I probably err more on the side of hating plastic and definitely 100% hating plastic that is unnecessary and wasteful and that we can't recycle. One of the guests this series from Last Object, Isabel Agard, had this to say on plastic.
2: I love plastic, just not in our trash cans. But plastic is a really good material because it is very sturdy. You can get plastic that are made from corn. You can get all of these different Versions. The case itself is made of ocean-bound plastic, so we're tapping into cleaning up the ocean too. So there are a lot of good initiatives and you can do a lot of things. I think the most important thing is just not to buy a, something plastic that you're going to throw out.
0: Hey, you want to hear a French accent? I've got you sorted on the Age of Plastic podcast because we spoke to Pierre Pallier from Nopla. They make plastic replacements and even paper replacements from seaweed and he had a really interesting point to make about the cheap cost
2: of plastic the cost of plastic on society is about 10 times the cost that the manufacturer is paying so it's not a very cheap solution like when you think about it every time you buy something if it's going to cost all of us 10 times this price of just kind of like health bills and loss of habitat that's just something that like is a really expensive cost on all of us and i think that when you're starting to think of it that way You actually see that there's lots of other materials that are much cheaper overall. The seaweed itself grows super fast. So definitely like seaweed is a very cost efficient biomass.
0: Now, it's quite a famous quote by now, isn't it? We don't need one person doing zero waste perfectly. We need everyone doing it imperfectly. Now, zero waste is quite the goal. I did speak to the so-called zero waste family, the Sirens, who appeared on a TV show on ABC in the US this year, produced by Ava DuVernay. It's called Home Sweet Home. And here is a great tip for getting you to start thinking about your own waste.
1: There was a big moment where I kind of really started getting on board where I took our trash can from in the kitchen and moved it to the other side of the house and that was a real moment that shifted for me and for the whole family because every time you had a piece of trash you just not even thinking about it you go to throw it away and then the trash can wasn't there and then you would have to walk to the other side of the house to throw it away and that just gave you this moment to think about like what is this thing why is this in my life and hmm, is there anything that maybe we could do differently the next time we need to buy this.
0: With so much clothing produced these days, so much of it being made from plastic, aka polyester, viscous, nylon, etc., there's so much pressure from fast fashion to get us to consume, consume, consume. And Consumed is the title of my next guest, Arja Barber's debut book. If you are tempted to hit those Boxing Day New Year's sales to look for items... Here's just some of the nuggets from our episode with Aja Barber. And yes, this is a long clip because there was plenty of nuggets of gold in there. In TV and radio, my day job, we would call this a sizzle reel.
2: I think one of the battles is that people still do not know that polyester is plastic. I really do think that that is something that we really need to educate the general public on. Because I think once people understand how much of this Exist in our current fashion system and how much we're buying. I think that it takes the therapy out of retail therapy because you have to ask yourself, Am I actually doing some significant harm here? Especially if I'm buying a lot and the buying that I'm doing is not meat based. What is Shein? It's an exploitative business that makes 1.2 million garments a day. That's double the population of the city of Washington, D.C. for the rest their employees, many of which who sew the clothing, work 75-hour work weeks. This was all recently from a report from a group called Public Eye. And then there comes a time when you're like, I can never go back to shopping that way, ever. Mm -hmm. It was a a second full-time job. It was exhausting. It was eating into my savings. Mm -hmm. I could never do that again. So, it feels scary at first, and then it's like the best decision you've made in your adult life. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a dress recently on the Castier Collective. Love that. And it had been in my cart for over a year because <gasps> I don't feel the need to buy that quickly anymore. Most people would say, I can't afford that, but that's what clothing should probably cost. if, If we want to live in a society where everyone's being paid fairly for their labor, there is this idea that like, I deserve a $10 dress. And it's like, you don't get all the things. You don't get a world where everyone is paid and treated fairly while asking for a $10 dress, especially when we're buying more clothing than ever to the point where we're dumping tons of it in the global South. I mean, to the tune of 15 million items a week in Cantamon to market. You don't get it all. That's, yeah. that's what we've gotten from this system. We need a different system. And obviously, Regulating these companies, absolutely, but there needs to be citizen demand and citizen interest because if we all just continue to go, nothing to do with me, I'm just going to continue, then nothing's ever going to change. As long as these companies stay incredibly powerful and take market share, nothing's going to change. And so I need people to understand that we all have skin in the game here. It needs to become expensive to operate in a way which harms the planet. It needs to become taxable to the place where extended producer responsibility is something that they don't want to have to deal with because it means that making things as cheap as possible to the point where we treat them like disposable means that it costs them money. One dump truck of clothing goes to the landfill every minute. Okay, and the UK is contributing to that tenfold. We're the biggest fast fashion consumer in the EU. Wow. Clothing, particularly plastic clothing, polyester, can be used as insulation for houses. Fast fashion, which produces 100 billion garments a year. Mind you, the Earth's population is only 7.9 billion. Mm. It can't keep going at this rate.
0: Energy has been a word on lots of people's lists, especially where I'm speaking to you now from the UK and in Europe costs rising as we head into 2022. And I spoke all about this divesting from fossil fuels and renewable energy with Ron Kamen, the CEO of Earthkind Energy and the host of the awesome Earthkind podcast. And he had the point to make that climate change, that's going to be pretty expensive too.
1: All these tremendous events are costing us in human lives, they're costing us in misery, they're costing us in finances. We had in the United States $22 billion extreme weather events last year. It was the most in history so far. We just had another one with Hurricane Ida. It was a $50 billion event. Boom! Just like that, $50 billion worth of economic damage. We can't keep continuing going down this line. We have to make this transition.
0: This series, I was keen to encourage you to get outside and listen to the podcast. I spend far too much of my time indoors thank you very much just check my social feed there's not a picture of the outside world very sad gonna try and rectify this next year and flora from washed up cards flora blathwaite from washed up cards shared how much beach cleaning had given to her in the uk lockdowns in 2020
1: i think i
0: i got so much from actually having a purpose in those few months when Mm -hmm. i didn't have anything to do and and obviously because i was making more cards i wanted to do more beach cleaning and then that was getting me outdoors and -hmm. and just doing something positive for the environment i think it's so easy just to get wrapped up and actually give up Mm. um and i think that's a really negative psyche that we are all probably guilty of and also understandably we hear so much negativity It's, it's human nature to be like oh okay well what's the point so that's your festive roundup of just some little snippets from our guests from this series of the Age of Plastic podcast. If you follow us on Instagram, Age of Plastic podcast, some of them may sound familiar because I turned a few of them into social clips. If you aren't already, give us a follow. If you're on social media, you'll find all the contact details where you're listening right now. And I'd love to know what guests you'd like me to interview in the coming year. Let me know your demands. And a big thank you for listening this far. It means the absolute world to me that people are enjoying this podcast. I'll finish off with what's become my standard sign-off. Wash your hands. Wash your recycling. And I'll see you next time on the Age of Plastic podcast.